Uh, well, it was wide, like, you know. I don't know how many thousand people were, were here. I'd say every one of them thought it was wide except the umpire. But anyway, so look, that's what happens when you, you know, when you weigh grounds, you don't tend to get breaks. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. The Six Nations is upon us this weekend. Warren Gatland, of all people, uh, is standing between Ireland and glory. That's not true. Johnny Sexton says we're not playing Warren Gatland. Um, but we are, uh, certainly at a, some kind of emotional, visceral level. We are playing Warren Gatland's Wales. Alison Miller is with us to help preview the game. Alison, good morning to you. How are you? How's things? Um, excited about this. Like, uh, whatever about the World Cup, which we know is looming large on the horizon, this is an opportunity for us to um, just see how well we're playing. And that's the main thing, right? Just keep playing well, folks, because uh, traditionally, you know, in a World Cup year, this would be around where the time where the, the train goes off to the tracks and the wheels come off. We're like, oh, jeez, this is going to happen again. So how are you feeling? Yeah, it seems like it was like Christmas and then January is a blur and the Six Nations is upon us. I think that happens every year. It's hap- it just comes on us so quick. So, yeah, I think the thing about the Six Nations is it starts early and then you're into it. And I think momentum and getting a good start is really important. And this game to Wales, it's going to be a tough game because in the Millennium Stadium, going to Wales is a tough place. But I think it's an opportunity for us to play more rugby and gain more confidence and try and keep that form up that we've showed one of the things about the forum is really interesting is that uh, I think um, uh, Keen Tracy made this point on the, or maybe it was Mick making the, the point that in November there wasn't a, it was Keen, there wasn't a massive sign of progress from the summer. It was kind of maintaining, and that's a good thing because there's still room for growth. Like we, we didn't blow Australia out of the water at all. Um, we didn't blow South Africa out of the water. Nor, nor would you expect us to. But um, we're kind of at a level, and it'd be great for us to, to show progress. Uh, where are the rooms where are the parts of our game that there is room for us to show progress Ah, good question Um, I suppose we remain consistent and I think if we can just up our performance in what areas uh, good question really have to sit down and watch it but I think um, you know like with the back three there that's particularly dangerous Um, they're starting to gel really well together You've got Hansen, uh, Ewell Keenan and James Lowe. Uh, particularly, you know, they're they're very difficult threats. And I think if we can get the balls to more, and we've, we've obviously seen the ball, uh, you know, we've been becoming more, more expansive. So I think there's opportunities for that. I think our set piece. Um, I just think in general around the game, I think if we just, we don't like, it's not looking for massive uh, changes in any particular area, but if we can prove Every area at the game, I think those small little one percenters in a game at rugby at that level, I think it'll make a huge difference. So it's not necessarily um, any one thing. I think it's just trying to improve every small thing that we do on the pitch in all those areas. You know, be that our backline attack, be that our forward play, line outs from set piece, um, you know, transition from um, defence to attack. All those areas, I think just one percenters, especially the consistencies that we consistency that we've showed and that if we build on that I think it will make a massive difference there's motivation too Alison like you, you mentioned Hugo Keenan there and I was interested to listen to him during the week and he was talking about the fact that you know he hasn't won a six nations you know you think about the world cup and elements of shadow boxing or whatever for for later in the year but a lot of these players want to win a six nations grand slam yeah and i think if you could do that in the six nations it would build huge confidence 
obviously those players have that motivation if they want to win it. They've never never won it. Some players obviously have, I think. For those players, if they could do that, like regardless of the World Cup, that's obviously the important thing this year to win a Grand Slam or Six Nations would be a huge achievement. So, yeah, that's something that they'll be looking at. And I think it's the talk whether we experiment or try and win the Six Nations, but I think you could probably do both if we were being smart about it. Um, Like if we look at someone like, you know, the 12 position at the weekend is probably going to be the one that's the most... um, that we, when we see in team selection who they're gone for, they've gone for McCluskey, um, Aki or Osborne. And whoever they go with, but potentially if you were to, you know, take a risk on someone, not a risk, but like give someone that's uncapped a game like Osborne, like you're putting him in there essentially with a lot of experience. Um, you know, he's outside uh, Sexton and... Ring Rose, who are highly experienced, and he also plays with them at Leinster. So, like, that's a hugely experienced team, but you're also experimenting. But at the same time, with that level of experience, I would still expect the team to win and perform really well, even though one player is uncapped. That'll be my thinking on it. I know people think differently, but I think we're a good enough team that we could do that. If you're to believe some of the uh, the reports in the papers today, it would suggest that ahead of the the team being in today, Stuart McCluskey is going to win that race to be played at outside. Yeah, that's centre. what that's what the talk is at the moment. And look, it would be good to see him getting that opportunity because he obviously played very well in thirty minutes in the first um, autumn international. Got the arm injury and then kind of um, did push on, but obviously we saw um, what a good player he is. He's obviously so physical. We say that his ability to offload. But also his distribution skills he probably doesn't get enough credit for that. So it would be nice to see him starting in again, getting another opportunity. Like if he's playing well and he's performing, which he obviously is in training, it would be good to see that rewarded. And like it's good to see we talk about form being rewarded. If that's the case, like you want to see that. So yeah, that's all the talk at, on I suppose around the town at the moment. It does, and, and, and sorry, in the papers today, um, both the the Times and the Independent have their probable teams, and McCluskey's in both of them. So it'd be a big surprise if he if he doesn't yeah. end up getting selected. The one thing you'd say though is that yeah. it's if you play okay and you do your job, it's it's sometimes harder to get out of the team than it is to get into the team. You really need to be injured to get out of it. So um, that would put the pecking order and the depth chart very firmly. Number one is McCluskey for that position until Henshaw comes back. But um, it's him, and then he's ahead of both Aki and Osborne. And uh, while one of them might get an, an opportunity off the bench, or one of them might not get an opportunity now until the Italy game, it's like it's going to be a, a long L Six Nations for you, kicking your heels, third slash fourth on that depth chart. Yeah, like it's interesting. Like you know, if you like like that, if you don't start, and, you, and like you know, nowadays obviously the bench and depends what way you split. But like it's hard to get on that bench, and if you don't get an opportunity, then. Yeah, it is a long Six Nations and I, I suppose it's whatever way Farrell decides to uh, go with the Six Nations. Is he going to really keep a settled team, which, you know, a settled team, get a good start, gain momentum, they're playing well, build confidence, build form, going into a World Cup. It depends, but also is he going to maybe try guys that are performing? I think he is a guy, Andy Farrell, that if he thinks that someone's ready and they're being playing well, I think he will. he will play them. Um, to what extent, like I think someone like Hugo Keenan is obviously nailed on, but I would like to see Jimmy O'Brien start at least one game in the Six Nations to just to look forward to that World Cup and, you know, that every player can't play every game if we want to be contenders. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting point. And I think obviously 
the 23 jersey this weekend will be an interesting one to me to see who gets that spot. You've obviously got like Larimer and Stockdale in the wings. You've got, you know, Aki and you've got, um, who else am I missing? You've, you know, like it's just, um, it's an interesting one to see like who gets that position because Aki Osborne, O'Brien, Larimer and Stockdale, like so, um, what kind of risks is he willing to take, Andy Farrell? Because sometimes you got to take risks to get a high reward. So, um, but he, he'll know, he'll know the, like how things are going in training and what he needs for his team and how to build consistency, you know, which creates confidence, which creates form, which ultimately leads to the World Cup then. The talk, certainly in the Irish Independent, is that he's uh, leaning towards Ross Byrne uh, to cover the out half position. Like, if you're Andy Farrell, Alison, are you. Are you starting Johnny Sexton in all five of these games or do you want to see the likes of Ross Byrne play one or two of the games? <laughs> the good old chat of this that goes around. <laughs> this has around. been going on for months but now, now we're and only a couple of days away. I was the other day and, and they're kind of, um, they, oh, I'm in a room with Sensor Delights guys. This happened together last time. I have to do a quick run. Bit of exercise in the morning sure doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe we should be doing that as well. <laughs> that'll make anyone in a workplace get moving um, so yeah like I was listening to someone yesterday and they were saying like oh I think Johnny needs to keep playing because he needs to keep his form up and oh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with playing him in every single game like he he's so experienced he builds a team around him um, but like it's interesting whatever way you approach it like like obviously start this weekend play this, like probably like I think he should probably play the majority of the games, but managing them that the other guys are getting time and certainly getting their start against Italy because you're kind of, I suppose, if you're going down that approach, you're, you're crossing your fingers and your toes and you're just hoping that he gets to the World Cup and, and nothing happens. So that's kind of, you know, you're you're taking a gamble. But then um, if the other guys don't get any time and something potentially happened, then you're leaving yourself kind of in a vulnerable position but that's the kind of conundrum we are in because it's got to the stage and there's no one as good as him which is credit to Johnny like that's a great thing to see I think it's his 14 Six Nation uh, campaign and he's 37 or 38 whatever he is but um, does he need to play all five games does he I don't think so I think we need they probably needs to blend it in that he gets enough game time to to develop whatever his form and that but at the same time uh, manage him because he's older and also uh, you know think of the greater good of the team and getting those is it Ross Byrne or Crowley some game time because essentially you don't know how capable someone is till they put them in with like the guys are going to be playing around them and how they perform in pressurised situations environments and no better place in the Six Nations you know playing those top quality teams, especially in the Six Nations when you've got like France who are playing really well and we don't know what uh, Bortles England are going to be like at all. They're an unknown entity. Like at this stage, you probably don't have a style of play or, um, you know, we don't know what structure they're going to take or anything because it's it's so unknown after Eddie Jones. Do you reckon, as someone who's been around Irish squads and, and, and provincial squads as well over the years, Alison, at Bundy Aki, yeah, there was in, internal disciplinary issues before Christmas, He's been linked to a move to Munster as well. So there have been off-pitch distractions for Bundy Aki. Do you think the likes of that are, are maybe playing into the fact that McCluskey gets the opportunity this weekend, that 
you know, Andy Farrell sees some players as, I guess there's a lack of game time there as well. And, and that's a yeah, reward like for Yeah, like I don't know what the issues obviously were in Connacht and he obviously wasn't selected, but definitely, like, I think the more straightforward someone's life is and the easier it is, the player is going to perform better. And I think, like, I think if a player is then it's performing well and playing, you want to pick them. But I think if there's issues and they're not playing and discipline issues, obviously it's going to, you know, my coach managers are kind of human and they're going to, I suppose, not, not even wonder about that, but that player is not putting themselves in the best scenario to play. And you don't kind of, I suppose you don't want that player to be carrying around baggage and, like I suppose it's only human nature, but it probably doesn't help on the Aki's case if, if that's been, you know, what, what's the reason? And obviously the main thing is he hasn't played and you need to be playing at this level week in, week out to yeah to build momentum. So that's the first thing. But obviously the second thing is like a player like that, well, why isn't he playing for Connacht? Like, and it might show maybe no fault of his own. I have no idea what's going on. But um, yeah, like the less, the more simple your life is as a player, you know, and anyone would say that if you're going through maybe a harder time in your life for whatever reason, playing is a little bit harder because you've got more distractions and all that. So distractions don't help uh, elite level sport in any sense and any any sports person will tell you that. So there's obviously some distraction there for whatever reason and there's issues. So, um, yeah, that could be potentially a reason, you know. Two quick things on that. They, they put him straight in the team against Australia after his eight-game ban uh, ran out and he, he rewarded them with an early try and they also picked Jack Crowley in that game against Australia which maybe we've kind of forgotten a bit because uh, Ross Byrne comes off the bench and kicks the winner I definitely would love to see an experimentation over the course of this and it's clearly not going to happen because the, the team looks like Sexton's going to be uh, starting but I'd love to see Sexton on the bench for a, a big game not the Italy game you know like yeah I would like I would too and there's so many people that would disagree with us but I think we're at the stage, obviously Johnny is so far ahead of the other 10s, but at the same time, we have such a good team and so many leaders around the field that you're like, I think we're in a good position as an Irish team to be good enough to be able to do that. I, I, that's what I think. And I think that should be your mentality. Like, I think that should be your mentality as a team. And I, I presume that it would be the mentality of the guys that, that, that we are good enough that, um, you know, and put these positions put these guys in a position that they will be able to perform. And often, you'll often maybe doubt a player. You might think, oh, they might not have it. And you, they, you put them into pressurised positions and they absolutely thrive on it. And they get, you know, a full 80 in the thrive. So I would I, I would agree with you. I'd like to see that. Loads of other people would have such a different opinion on it. But that would be my opinion. I don't think Looking you're... Looking forward to a World Cup. Yeah, I don't think you're actually risking defeat by picking Jack Crowley or by picking Ross Byrne to start the game and having Sexton there for the last half an hour or 25 minutes. And it's not a reflection on Sexton's form or a suggestion that no. you're, you're not our number one guy. You're still our... We, we know that. But, like, forward planning and just how easy it is for teams to target the 10. Like, yeah. off, the, off every scrum, the, the blindside flanker, his job is to crush the out half as soon as he gets the ball. Off, off every rook, crush the out half. Like we know, Sexton's going to get absolutely targeted because we they they keep telling us France have been targeting him in yeah. every Six Nations. They have got him late every single every single one. He gets tackled late, and sometimes he survives it, and sometimes he doesn't. But like you know, maybe maybe we could like have him come off the and bench. I think we have a luxury that we have like a like a world class, stellar class player like 
Johnny. Like he's so, so good. And like, that is amazing. But also in reality, he's at an age now where you don't, your body doesn't recover as quick. It's a attritional game. It's highly attritional. I know they obviously play two games, get a break, play a game, get a, another break. And then the last two, but at the same time, I suppose any SNC will tell you, you're looking after those those older guys a little bit more smart and stuff. So it's about being smart that we're um you know, we're looking after him, we're getting them in the best possible shape to World Cup while still playing him and being realistic. Obviously the other guys are not quite there yet, but at the same time, yeah, I'd like to see them play and give them an opportunity and give them enough time that when they get to a World Cup uh, we're not in the same position we were in 2019. Yeah. Um, you know, coming in cold, essentially, like. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, we should learn the lessons from history. I just, <laughs> just want to put my hand up and say, if history matters. It's mm, important sometimes. It that we yeah, should, yeah. It's probably some things we could maybe do differently this time. Yeah. The, are you surprised, Alison, at the the Welsh selection in any way? I was kind of looking at it going, is this... Is this the 2012 Six Nations or is this the 2023? Like, Apart from the kid they picked in the centre and they're like, yeah. if, that was, if that was Ireland, that guy's never getting to play. That's true. Yeah, Gat- Gatland, I suppose, is gone for players that have, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Delivered for him before and that he knows what they can do. So it's interesting to see, like, depends on how those Welsh players, those players, you know, the older guys and the more experienced guys, we could call them for Wales, how they deliver and how they play for Gatland and how the younger players, they all merge together and what they can do. And, um, you know, he does get results from his players, but it's the merging of that experience that he's picked and those younger guys, can they can they come together and um, get a performance? Um, you know, he's an interesting character, Gatland, I think. You know, he's obviously gone out there saying, um, like, we're taking a free shot. But um, I was actually interested in reading what Johnny said, and he made a good point. If they were taking a free shot, he probably would have gone for more so younger players. So I'd say he's gone out there to, to, to get the win. But I still think the quality that we have, um, I think, regardless of the selection and the older heads that he's picked, I think we're good enough to, to perform and win. Even though it's going to be a tough game away um, I still think we're good enough to do it. But yeah, it's interesting um, to see his selections and um, to see what he's done. And, you know, he's dropped some people and left some people out and stuff like that. So yeah, it's interesting to see will those players play, you know, get up for Gatlin because they obviously probably have huge respect for him and they're used to working with him. They know what he's about. That he knows what they're about. And there's a lot of loyalty and trust there. Alison, good stuff. Enjoy the game. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, guys. OTB AM With Gillette Get into your flow With the new Gillette Labs Razor With exfoliating bar 